Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us who you are and a little bit about your story. Sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, my full name is Ebi Ronke, but uh, you know me by Ebi. My family knows me by Ronke. And I am a new uh, content creator and trying to follow along the influencer path. And I am... I quit my job in about January 2020, Uh, took a couple months to relax uh, in Las Vegas and then moved back home uh, to get all of my things together. And the plan was to actually go abroad. Um, And I was going to start off in Nigeria for a few months and travel around the continent of Africa and just kind of bounce around the remaining continents every few months. Uh, But then COVID hit. So I've been in Columbus, Ohio. Um, staying with my mom and just kind of using the opportunity to, um, like I said, to kind of push out content that really focuses on um, general personal reflection, entrepreneurship, uh, general current events and things like that. Yeah, what's crazy is that I was getting ready to go to Uganda in March and I you had said you were moving And I was like, and then you said you were going to be going abroad. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And so, you know, we were hoping to potentially cross paths um, on the continent, but then we both got like stranded, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, I love your YouTube channel because I remember watching one of the earlier episodes and it was just so hilarious about being stuck. Like, what the heck? You had these plans and all of a sudden you couldn't go. But the way that you did it, the storytelling, it was so funny. It was so good. So, you know, everyone's got to make sure that they check it out for sure. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You mentioned, you know, it sounds like kind of pivoting really, really seriously and deciding to go in a completely different route. I don't know what you did professionally before. Um, Was it in the same realm or was it something else? Absolutely not. Okay, so to give you a little bit of background of my professional side, so I actually studied civil engineering in college, um, and then I worked as an oil and gas field engineer for about a year. Uh, Then I worked as a, um, you could say, a program coordinator within the international development space and still within the energy sector. And then the past three and a half years, uh, I was working as an energy efficiency engineer, uh, doing a lot of program and project management. Uh, within the utility, the power utility demand response space. Um, And so basically shifting from something a little bit more technical in terms of engineering and program management to this. And um, it took a lot of reflection, (laughs) I would say. Um, I think it's something where I've always seen myself as analytical and that strong suit. So making that pivot, it took a lot of just personal reflection to sit down and to say, well, actually to be honest with myself and say, what do I really truly enjoy? And so, yeah, that's what I was doing before. And we'll see. Hopefully I don't have to, I don't want to go back to that um, completely, maybe freelance, but that would be the extent of it. Wow. Yeah. Everything you just said, I have no idea what it means. Okay. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> the only uh, thing that I understood was project management. But outside of that, I was like, engineer, <laughs> project management, technical stuff, 
you're really smart. That's what <laughs> I I, it's a good way to make people think you're smart. I swear, as soon as I say engineer, they're like, oh my God, yeah, you must be smart. Or, oh, my parents would, would like you. And I'm like, guys, this is not, <laughs> it's not that deep, I swear. But oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, the immigrant struggle. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you said it took a lot of self-reflection. I think that, you know, as you're mentioning your own process of of self-reflection and kind of being honest, like you said, being honest with yourself about um, what you want to be doing in this phase or in the next phase of your life, mm-hmm. uh, what, do you feel like you were met with like resistance? Do you feel like you, you know, didn't take any other people, anyone, anyone else's, um, what's the way to say it? Like, thoughts or um concerns into into consideration like you know did you tell people about it did you not tell people about it Mm -hmm. that's a good question so it's it's multifold and I had a a few different energies and responses so the answer is yes I did take other perspectives into account, but only after I made the decision within myself it's something that I had been battling with or thinking about like for a couple of years. Previously, I was like, oh, I want to quit my job and work remotely and travel. Um, but I never did. And there were a couple close friends that I would talk about this with. And even my mom, I would let, you know, I told her about kind of like this idea. And the key was the remote job, which makes it seem all put together, right? <laughs> but then um, in about, I would say maybe around September of 2019, uh, at that point, I had been, again, I had been thinking about it. I kept delaying it initially. Um, and I, I actually don't regret de- delaying it. But initially, I was like, okay, I'm going to look for something now. Then I was like, well, I already have two and a half years with the company and I need three years with the company for my 401k to be fully vested. So I said, I'm going to wait until I can get all of my monies from this company because they contribute. (laughs) (laughs) And we can talk about that a little bit, but yeah, they contributed about 8% of my salary to my 401k. So it would be silly, you know, after one year, I'd get 25% of what they contributed, two years, 50%, and three years, all of it. So I was like, you know what, I'll wait. And I'm, I am glad I did choose to wait. But then um, after that, I had no excuses and I was still kind of like, you know, unsure. And so I had a conversation with my uh, roommate at the time and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure. And she just, she made a comment really kind of, she she said something along the lines of, I feel like you're being kind of chicken. She's like, you know, you have money saved up. You have a lot more money, you know, put aside that you would allow you to do this comfortably, comfortably than a lot of other people, but yet you're still not doing it. And then you're encouraging other people like, hey, you know, with, with the layoffs that were happening, like, oh, you know, you don't need to go right away, take your time. So she was like, you're not you're not really doing that yourself. So I was like, that's a really good point. So after kind of just thinking about that, I was just like, you know what? I kind of prayed about it and took some time to just be silent. And I got what I felt was like my full on confirmation. Like, oh, go ahead and do this. Go ahead and have the conversation with your boss. So um, I, at the time when I was letting people know that I was going to be doing this in the Las Vegas area, when I started letting people know, hey, I'm going to be leaving. And I knew that it was going to happen. I just didn't have a specific month as to when I was going to like pull the trigger. A lot of people kept saying, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh my Mm. God, that's amazing. Oh, that's brave. 
all these things. Even when I finally told my boss, he was like, oh, that's brave. He used those words. Hmm. And it made me realize that I think there are a lot of people who want to do this or take this leap of faith within themselves, but they, 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 they can't bring themselves to do it. They, they um, rationalize themselves out of making this decision. And I'm not saying everyone needs to quit their job and travel, but if it's something that you really want, that you feel like is deep to your being and your actualization and the experiences you want to have, then yeah, by all means do that. And so that was where I was getting, like, I was getting a lot of positive affirmation where when I would, when I finally, you know, was like, I'm doing this, people are like, oh my God. But then on the flip side, my family, (laughs) (laughs) so once I kind of started sharing that information with them, like, hey, I'm doing this. And also I'm no longer getting a remote job. My mom was a bit concerned initially. And then to add to it, saying that I was going to be going to Nigeria first and be there for some months um, as like my main travel base mm-hmm. was very uncomfortable for them. They, they just, my mom, some uncles, some aunts, they just, it, it made them uncomfortable because they, they know the country, they know the thing, the nuances and the, and the different things that can occur for someone who is technically foreign. So even though I'm Nigerian American, I'm still American, right? They can still see it on the way I move, the way I speak, yeah. the way I, I dress. Right. And so that was a little tough because I was just like, look, I've already made this decision. I'm grown. <laughs> like that, that's how I was, that, you know, that's how you initially think sometimes. Like I could I'm just I'm being considerate for even listening, right? But eventually I had to take a step back and realize, you know, it's coming from a place of concern, from a place of love. And they're not sharing their concerns with me because they're trying to impede on my independence, but they're sharing because they care. And so mm-hmm. I have to take the time to explain to them, hey, I understand your concern, but hey, th- hey, you know, from the things you've mentioned, I'll make sure I can do this or do that. So for a good example, they are worried, like, because I'm, I'm gonna, I was gonna stay with a friend uh, when I go to Nigeria. And they're like, why don't you stay with family? Why don't you stay with family? And I'm like, well, because I'm younger and it's more convenient, and you know, the location of where they are in Nigeria, it would better would better suit my purposes and allow me to mingle and meet other, other um, young professionals. So I said, but as a compromise, how about this? You know, I'll give my friend's phone number to my uncle in Nigeria. And they're like, well, why don't you give it to us? And I was like, because I know how you guys are. <laughs> and I know, my uncle, I know that specific uncle will use discretion. And they're like, okay. So it was just about, even though I didn't have to make these compromises, I chose to um, meet them halfway so that they're not worried or stressed as I'm traveling, um, abroad and moving around. So that's kind of like the twofold in terms of like the different reactions, but overwhelmingly positive. And even, even my family, for the most part, it was positive. It was just specifically Nigeria that they were concerned about. And that's because they know, you know, they know the area. So when you know how things could be in a specific area, you're going to be more concerned because you're like, well, I know they do this, 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 but if I said, oh, I'm going to go to Bangladesh, they don't know. So they don't know they need to be worried. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So that's basically how the feedback was. Wow. So, you know, you mentioned people saying overwhelmingly using the word brave, like that's that t- takes courage 
to kind of step out and do something that not a lot of people like there's a lot of people that do that but in comparison to like the population or you know what I mean like the whole Mm -hmm. world um it's low it's low that people follow their dreams essentially Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like everybody's got desires but how many people actually um create action and follow through with what they say they want to do and so I think that people love a good journey they love a good story and so I think that we find I don't know like maybe we live vicariously (laughs) through other people's journeys and so you saying like I'm gonna do this I assume was like energizing and motivating um, for other people to hear like, oh my gosh, like she's doing it. Cause to some extent they get some of that juice. You know what I mean? Like they get Mm -hmm. some of that, um, some of that excitement from your journey. And even when you told me, I was like, what? Like, dang, you know, like I need to get my plan together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, and I'm, it's funny because it's encouraging to hear that. And because that's, in a sense, I believe that is kind of part of my little purpose is I think I like storytelling and sharing my own personal anecdotes. And I'm a, I'm quite uh, random in a very non-random way, I guess. I do things that can be seen as kind of out there, but I have a lot of structure to it. So people never think like, oh, she's a hot mess, right? And so I think it can be encouraging because, I mean, even myself, I also got encouraged by seeing other people doing it and finally being like, I've been wanting to do that. And wait, I can do that. Why am I not? You know, you look at Glow Graphics, for example, you look at um, some of these other world travelers and Black female world travelers, and they're mm-hmm. doing it. And I I think there was just a point where I was just like, you know, for the life I want to live, that's what I want to live. So I want to do that. And also, as we get older, like obviously, you know, we're still young, but <laughs> this time COVID has really taught me that stop pushing things off because mm-hmm. it, and it, and I, how do I ex- explain it? Because on one end, you don't want to rush things because there is a process to everything. But at the same time, you don't want to just hold off on things. So if you know, like in your heart, you are ready for something, just go ahead and and, and just go and you'll figure the rest out as you, as you go along the journey, but continue to push it off and be like, oh, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. Before you know it, you wake up and you're 50 and you never did it. And I actually had a conversation with someone who is um, in their forties when I said I was doing it. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I said I was going to travel and he's like, you know, and I, I never did. And I was just like, it was, it was just continuous confirmations. Like, yeah, I need to get my butt and just go ahead and go ahead and do this while I'm still in my youth and I can live my best life and and um, do some things that are not questionable, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's whatever. Um, <laughs> when else, it, you know, do you have the opportunity to just, I don't know if I want to say selfishly, but. Um, yes. No, say it selfishly, you know, selfishly do whatever you want to do. Cause we go to school, we, 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 we have the, especially if, you know, if you come from an immigrant family and things like that. So we know education is highly prioritized. Like you check all the boxes, you know, Mm -hmm. and at what point do you get to enjoy having checked the the boxes? You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. 
Oh no. And I was just going to say, and not have, and not feel guilty. But exactly. the thing is a lot of times we do feel guilty. It's like, well, cause like you said, we checked all the boxes. We've done this, this, this to create our foundation. We've gotten an education. We um, aligned uh, or lined up uh, a, a good job and we have work experience. But even me taking this year off, I felt guilty at first. Like, oh my God, I'm taking a year off from work so especially because i actually want to pursue entrepreneurship so it's like why does it matter if i decide to go back in the workforce and they ask me why i took time off i have a valid reason i decided i was going to travel i was pursuing entrepreneurship and i was pursuing Mm -hmm. this this and this that's a very plausible reason why do i need to feel guilty about that and then um and also just just um not feeling like you're you have to Like life is a marathon and sometimes we try to treat each year as like a sprint, but it's like, you can't do that just because you take a year off or two years off. So, cause like right now with me, with COVID being the way it is, I'm probably actually going to be taking two years off now. Mm -hmm. And with that, just because I choose to take a year or two or more off from the traditional uh, workforce does not mean that you don't bring value and does not mean that time is wasted. That time that you're, you're doing that, you're doing other things, you're working on other projects. Maybe you get freelance work. So it's all legitimate stuff, but we feel like, I think sometimes, at least I know for me, I felt like I was potentially ruining my work, my uh, work experience or ruining my marketability for a job market. And it's like, I had to remind myself, like, no, I'm not. This is actually amazing experience that not everyone can say they have. Right. You know, I can, I can now say by the end of it, I'll be able to say I have networks in all these countries. I'll be able to say I created this amount of content. I, you know, whether or not the YouTube channel blows up, whether or not my influencer path blows up, I can say, oh, I've done content strategy. I can say I I learned how to edit videos. I can say mm. I've conducted interviews. These are all marketable real life skills that people don't think of as skills because they're doing it for themselves. But, you know, but they are. Sorry, I'm preaching to myself right now. But... <laughs> No, but. I hear you. And I think that's the, that's the that's the thing that I think has to be kept at the forefront of every person's mind is that either you're going to commit yourself to your path, right? Like you said, you're mm-hmm. pursuing entre- entrepreneurship and, you know, how can you commit yourself to it? Because people want to try something and they do it for a month and it gets hard and then they quit. Like, oh, that thing doesn't work. But mm-hmm. to be honest, like, you know, it takes time and an investment of energy and resources to really see something flourish. And so you being able to have this time, right? Like the luxury of time to dedicate to whatever, growing your skills, doing what you want so that it sounds like you're not attached to the outcome, right? Whatever Mm -hmm. happens at the end of that time, you know, whatever time you've designated, you can then kind of say, all right, what, where am I at? Like, what do I want to do with this? Do I want to dedicate more time to this or do mm-hmm. I want to go, you know, go down another path and do X, Y, and Z, but knowing that that time is not one to be guilty for and two, that it was used wisely, regardless, mm-hmm. if, even if you slept the whole time and you rested, right? <laughs> you true. Are, 
much more energized probably than someone who's been working for the past two years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, how can you learn to spin anything that you're doing to work in your favor? And that's what I tell people is you just have to become a really good salesperson. Like pretty much a babysitter. You could be a babysitter and a CEO because you have to, you know what I mean? Like you can mess your company. Exactly. So being able to see it in that way for yourself obviously speaks to your entrepreneurial mind because that definitely um, is a characteristic. But just Mm -hmm. for you to feel good about the time that you're spending now, do you feel great 100% of the time? I'm sure you're human and have doubts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I had doubts two days ago, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But then how do you kind of stay focused? And I think having that perspective helps to remind you when things do get challenging when you do get tired when you're like oh my gosh I gotta turn the camera back on again you try to upload something and then it crashes or it doesn't work you know um that ability to persevere Mm -hmm. that's exactly it I honestly um but one thing I did you didn't ask me this but I want to mention it because (laughs) I want to mention this and it's it's really brief but I know there are probably people who are listening if hopefully they've made it this far into the podcast and they think that we are having an engaging conversation, but, um, some people may think why, um, or how were you able to say that you can do this, right? How are you able to, because it's not like I, I am definitely not a trust fund baby. I definitely was not to just pass down a small loan of a million dollars, um, I, I saved, to be honest. And even before I knew what I was saving for, I saved because I knew I was saving for something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real tea is that, and this actually was passed down from my mom. She's amazing with finances. And I had the luxury of being um, informed of her finances when I was in school. So I was able to kind of see like how she does things and how she budget budget budgets things. And so I then took that and kind of even applied it, you know, put it on steroids and was like, okay, what else can I do to improve this? And did some research and whatnot. So I remember my very first job, I started off by saving 20% of my income, which is the suggested amount. Um, now, that's after my whatever was going to my 401k, right? And then I upped it when I got my new job in Nevada. I upped it. There was a point where I increased it to 50%. Now, I did this because I knew that I wanted to save for a certain lifestyle. And I knew I wasn't amazing with finance. Like I was good with finances, but I wasn't um, very knowledgeable, like the stock market and other investment opportunities. But I knew that I wanted to have a pot of money that I could use to my discretion once I knew what it is I wanted to do or what direction I wanted to take. Right. But if I don't have that money when I'm ready and I'm knowledgeable to invest either in a home or in the stock market, or, you know, to take a year off I, to focus on entrepreneurship, I, didn't, I wouldn't have had the money. So that's something that I did. I became very aggressive and I made certain decisions um, without completely sacrificing my comfort. Yeah. I got a room. I got a roommate and, you know, I'm, my roommate was also a really good friend of mine. So it worked out well. Um, I, what else would I do? I would try to limit my eating out to like once or twice a week and, you know, cook and eat 
you know, take lunch to work. A lot of people eat out for lunch. So I made those like little decisions and sacrifices. And yeah, that's how I was able to get to a point where I was saving 50% of my take home. And there was a point that I had, like, I would always track my net worth and I would always track like my goal. And there was a point where I was like, okay, if I get here, I'd feel comfortable taking time away because I could take a year of this, like this amount of money would be a year of expenses and I'd still have more so that I'm not like, oh, dang, I just ran through my entire amount and I lived my best life in this year, but now I have zero. So I made sure that I was to that level. And it takes people different levels to get there. But that's kind of what I was able to do to kind of get the courage to, to step away. I love it. You you did answer what I was going to ask was, you know, people were calling you brave. So I wanted to ask how you um, were, felt confident, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, confident enough to take that step. And so it sounds like it was because you were prepared. And yeah. now you a project manager, you fancy, you got, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you know how to manage projects or whatever. But mm-hmm. It makes sense. You were strategic. You said, what do I want in my wildest dreams? And how do I kind of reverse engineer that? Now, I can reverse engineer some things. Listen, I know how to work backwards. But <laughs> you said, okay, what do I want? And and how can I make that happen? And I think what people do, what happens to people is that they'll have a genuine desire. And then before they even start thinking about the how to make that thing happen, Doubt doubt jumps in, fear jumps in, all these little voices jump in, and then they stop there. Yeah. As opposed to having the desire, coming up with some kind of action plan on what that could look like, even if the action plan doesn't feel feasible at the time, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Having an action plan so that you kind of know what you, how you need to move, what you need to do to move in that direction. Because typically desires don't go away. Just like the guy that was that you said you talked to that was like 40 and said he wanted to travel. I'm sure he still would like to travel. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we have a desire and then it just disappears because we didn't act on it. Yeah, that's so true. That is. So, I mean, you summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really enjoy, I really enjoy hearing more about, you know, your story and what you're doing. And um, I appreciate watching your journey. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's nice for, for people to have the ability to see people doing, like you said, you had the, you had a front row seat or yet you were at least aware and abreast of, you know, what your mom was doing. So Mm. that gave you a framework. You could have chosen not to do that that wouldn't have been the end of the world. You could have chosen to do it in your own way. Cool, whatever. But I think it's so nice for people to see and watch what those, um, what their options are, if that makes sense. And that yes. in seeing that you haven't like, <laughs> you haven't like lost your whole mind. Um, <laughs> your life doesn't like suck. You're not living in a shack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what yeah. in people's heads or whatever. <laughs> um, but that it's possible and the way that you did it may not be the way that anyone else does, but that they can maybe find their own way to their happiness. Cause not everyone even likes to travel, but if it's not traveling, like what if you want to be able to save enough and stay at home with your kids? What if you want to uh, be able yes. to, you know, save enough and 
who know like who knows what build some land or something like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like um build some property abroad or here in america and stuff and so everyone's goals might be different whatever they desire and and what would be fulfilling for them is going to be different cuz we're all different humans but how can you get to a place that you're able to begin working on your dream life you know yeah yeah that is exactly it and i think I think for me, there was a point where I had just an honest conversation with myself and I'm like, I'm not living my dream life. And Mm -hmm. if I continue to play it safe and play it the route that I is socially acceptable, I'm not going to get there because I don't want it through this path. And so I had to be very honest with myself and say that like, okay, what I do dream and what I do desire is something different. And in order to get there, I need to do something very drastic basically a very sharp change in in my Mm -hmm. life direction. You know, that's basically what it was. And that's, that, that's, that's what quitting my job symbolized for me. Um, And even now um, with COVID, obviously I am not traveling. (laughs) And, (laughs) and that at first was tough, you know, and a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, how are you managing with it? But well, one, I'm staying at home with my mom and, And for me, that's really tough because I'm a very independent person. Oh my gosh, sometimes too much. And, but it's been really nice to be at home to kind of spend some time with her as an adult. We're two adults, you know, sometimes like we'll like sit down and drink wine together. I never could do that with my mama when I was younger. (laughs) (laughs) What? So um, it's really nice to be able to like, you know, spend time with her and kind of also learn and even grow within this because everything that I wanted to do while I was traveling in terms of self-reflection and taking time to really like reflect internally, I've still been able to do. I'm just doing it in a quote unquote less glamorous way. I'm, I'm staying still. We, we all are to a certain degree, right? So this staying still is what is allowing me to really hyper-focus on my purpose, my my and also to unlearn some things because we are all great and amazing in our own ways but there's still like some habits that we need to unlearn sometimes like for me I I try to take on a lot and I'll have an idea and I'll continue to pile up all these ideas before I know it I haven't even achieved the first thing I need to do in order to get to the remainder. And so I had to remind myself like, hey, you know, I know you want to, for example, start a podcast and a YouTube channel and and interviewing people, but maybe just start with a YouTube channel and post in one video a week, sis, like things like that. (laughs) So those are things that I think had I been traveling, I would have distracted myself. So it's been really kind of um, serendipitous that I'm able to use this time more effectively. And at first I saw it as like a negative. So that's kind of like another thing that I would definitely say to people is like, sometimes you just don't know, like the universe will send things your way and things will happen. And you can still use those things that you seem seemingly negative as a positive thing in your life. Um, And also the other thing you mentioned in terms of like looking at other people, like you also uh, just said, like I was saying earlier, uh, like watching you put out consistent content and watching you grow in like your, your mental health influence. It's very inspiring to me because I'm also trying to do that on the flip end, like finally trying to fully focus on that. And I 
finally realizing that, okay, I bring more to the table and I add more value than just travel content. So let me do the other content that I've been wanting to do. The travel will come when it comes. And uh, so, yeah, so whatever that is for other people, like you said, those other things will come, whatever you think is more glamorous, but who you are as yourself, your being, what you bring to the table, there are going to be people who who um, will gravitate towards that and they'll find that inspiring and they'll want to utilize your services or follow you or buy your course or or buy your product because they like it and they like you. I love it. You're out here dropping gems, I tell you. But <laughs> we can't expect anything less than that. You're you're amazing. So I really appreciate you, you know, sharing you. some of that. And just, you know, kind of making clear to me, you know, what's been coming to my mind and becoming more and more apparent because um, as an entrepreneur with social media, obviously being a huge um, contributor to people's businesses at this point, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something that has to be taken into consideration is like people's platforms have completely had to change and their businesses have completely had to revamp. But you have more to offer than that piece. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And your your message speaks volumes and goes so much deeper. Not that traveling is bad or shallow or anything or that fun pictures and whatever. No, that all that stuff is good. But your your message, it sounds like, is about is about being brave. Is about being authentic. Is about um, you know, learning and understanding yourself as you evolve and being true to yourself and honest with what you want and going after it. And so that transcends uh, a genre or a, you know what I mean? Or a category Mm -hmm. or a classification. And so with that, you know, you are not limited. And like you mentioned, you just in being able to be still have still done and accomplished some of the same things that you were hoping to accomplish while you were out and about. Now you're still going to be out and about and then I'm going to join you at some point. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're like, where you at? Okay, I'm on my way. Um, yes. Let me hop on this plane real quick. But that yes. you know, the time is not lost. It's being used um, by the universe, right? Maybe it's being used by God to refine you, to refine us. Um, so that we can take things to the next level as we come out of this phase. Like you said, if the years are not sprints, right, then this is us maybe pacing. We're slowing down so that we can be sustained in the long run. Um, And I love that mindset because it's so pivotal in really being able to see further than just what's right in front of us. Right, exactly. So where can we find you in the interwebs and support you and all that fun stuff? Yes. Okay. So definitely I would say the very best way to, for now to connect with me and to find me is on Instagram. And my Instagram name is long, but it's Runkification. And it's real quick. I know you'll probably put it in the description box, but it's R-O-N-K-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N, Runkification. And um, my YouTube channel currently you can actually type in that same Instagram name into Facebook and into YouTube and you'll be able to find me, at least one of my videos. Um, But my current YouTube channel is under my first name, but I'm going to be making sure that you can find it under my Instagram name. So that's the best way. 
Perfect. Yes. Thank you for dropping the gems. Honestly, it means so much. And, you know, I'm I'm watching your journey. I'm cheering you on. And I look forward to seeing how it continues to evolve over time. I love your message. I love, you know, you you have, like you mentioned, you have so much to offer. I think it's so necessary. Um, so I appreciate anyone that kind of is open enough to sharing, you know, sharing their experiences, sharing their insights, sharing their their knowledge and their information. Like you have a wealth of knowledge as far as like having the background that you do and whatnot. Like you, you are a boss. Like <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Going on. So you know, <laughs> sharing is is helping me to level up and grow and learn things. And I feel like the more that we are um collaborative and open to doing that, we can just really support each other in moving forward. So, you know, I, I appreciate you and I commend you for the work. Thank you. And I appreciate you also. And we see you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.